Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Yeah. 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 Sure. You betcha. Uh-huh. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Who are you? Um, I'm Kenyon. I'm Lucy. And I'm Amanda. And we're on a bit of a time crunch today, so Amanda is cracking the whip. I'm not in, on a time crunch. I just wanted to make sure you didn't forget. It felt like you were going to forget. <laughs> the silence felt uh, pregnant nope. with forgetfulness. <laughs> Let's not use that word. <laughs> pregnant silences are my uh, favorite silences. All right. Um... Okay, this week we've got a very special fan pick brought to you by Tyler Gaussvik, or maybe Hosvik? Gaussvik? Tyler Gosling. Oh my God, Ryan Gosling? (laughs) Uh, Ryan Gosling's alter ego, Tyler Gaussvik. Um, Thank you so much, Tyler, for uh, suggesting this topic. I really loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, the topic is crimes solved by animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo. So not crimes against animals. Don't worry. We will mm-hmm. be touching on that as well. So trigger <laughs> yeah. warning. Oh, okay. Lucy loves animal to talk abuse. about animal abuse. <laughs> it's her. It's her. Apparently, I was gonna say no animals were harmed in the writing of this episode, but apparently uh, that was incorrect. They were you harmed wish. before the writing of this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just had the pleasure of taking my dog to the vet because her eyes were. Itchy and red, and I got to spend $75 to be told that my dog, like me, has allergies. Mm. Duh. Well, it could be worse. You could have taken your dog to the after hours vet for bloody diarrhea and be told <laughs> after spending $375 that she has inflammation. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Yeah. You took her in and she, oh. I had to because I took she had diarrhea for a couple days and I I wanted to take her to the regular vet but they were closed and I took her out for a walk and there was blood in her shit. So yeah. I took her to the like urgent care vet which already costs more just for being an urgent care vet. And she's right. fucking fine now. She's laying right next to me looking at me like, "What? I had po- what? blood in my poop. It's fine." Big deal. Sometimes it, I have blood in my poop. It's yeah, no big doesn't. deal. It happens now and then. Bloody stool happens. Yeah, Anal so tears. I, I've wiped my dog's ass more than my own in the last week. Oh, what a <laughs> How treat. the tables have, have turned. How the turntables have turned. <laughs> oh, poor Callie, though. Yeah. Do you have pet insurance? No. You need it. No. 
You need it. I don't need it. She goes to the vet like <laughs> once every six years. She's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, moving on. I think we could all use some libations. Yeah. And before so, people send me angry emails, obviously I take my dog into the regular vet like on on her regular like appointments for she's updates on her shots. She's a very good dog, mom. <laughs> she's a very good dog, mom. I just no had a emails. flash of a hundred emails yelling at me go through my head. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to clear that up. I haven't taken my cats to the vet since they got like their kitten shots. They're cats fine. Cats are fine. Cats are cats are self cleaning ovens like vaginas. They're fine. <laughs> you should take your vagina just give them a to jade the vet. egg. And they're fine. I do no. take my vagina to the vet. Don't get me that's, wrong. That's good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm worried about Lucy's health. All right. <laughs> All right. So what is our wine crime pairing for crimes solved by animals? Mm. Well, what could pair better <laughs> with crimes solved by animals than Wink Wine Club's Folly of the Beast? Pinot Noir. (laughs) (laughs) So clever. And there are definitely beastly follies in my segment that I'm very Uh excited about. Uh, Uh But first, just a quick reminder that Wink Wine Club is an incredible online wine club that allows you to get wine delivered to your door. So to get hooked Uh up for $20 off your first box of wine, go to trywink.com forward slash gals. That's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C.com forward slash gals for 20 bucks off. If you put four or more bottles of wine in your cart, they take care of the shipping. But you can also get a la carte wines on their website, which is amazing. And we post mm-hmm. to the wine tab of our website the upcoming wine pairing so you could like curate a wine and crime box of wine. And drink along with the gals. So fun. Um, this particular bottle is 100% that bitch Pinot Noir, <laughs> which is pretty rare. Pinot Noirs are typically blended at least a little bit, and this is all Pinot Noir, baby. So to mm. create what Wink calls this white whale of the wine world, Wink's <laughs> winemakers... It's wine a red makers, whale. It's a red whale. It's a red wine, white whale. Wink's winemakers went to California's central coast where the foggy mornings and cool evenings create an ideal terroir for Pinot Noir grapes in particular. Mm. According to Wink, quote, a certain amount of skill and tenacity is essential to produce a Pinot of this stature. And folly of the beast is proof that a little madness pays off. No. <laughs> it's aged in 33% new French oak for 12 months to enhance notes of sweet spice. And this round pinot pairs nicely with pork, poultry, and cheeses. Though after this episode, you may not eat any animals ever again because you will love them all so much. I was going to say, this is so ironic for this episode for mm. it to mainly pair with meats. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, this bottle is 13.9% ABV. So once you get to the mm. bottom of it, you might forget that you're a vegetarian and get that <laughs> McDonald's hamburger that <laughs> I often crave when I'm drunk. All um, vegetarians eat chicken McNuggets when they're drunk. Oh That's just a God. fact. It's true. I haven't met a single vegetarian who hasn't confessed to eating chicken McNuggets while drunk. It's One not of my vegetarian friends. One of my vegetarian yeah. friends who's totally listening, hi, Claire, broke her vegetarianism after, like, years with a burger from McDonald's. One day she was just yeah. craving it so hard, and that was it. It was over. It, oh, no. Is this Claire from Seattle? Yeah. Hi, Claire. Hi, Claire. Oh, hi, Claire. <laughs> we love you. Claire, Claire has seen my tits. Oh, yeah, Moving and on. mine, but what else is new? 
Um, so this is a fruit forward cherry bomb balanced out by oak and clove. Yum. I cannot wait to dive into this. It is a popper. So if you need the tools to get a wine bottle open, head to wineandcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com and buy a nice pop wine key and also a bunch of other fun merch. So shall we unleash the beast? Let's do it. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? (laughs) <laughs> um, that's the worst thing ever. Okay, here we go. Ready? Animalistic. Bestial pop. Yeah. That pop pills pairs well with pork. I almost got there. Okay, moving mm. on. <laughs> Lucy, what is our background and maybe psych in uh, crimes solved by animals? Oh, my God. Please tell me you interviewed an animal psychic who could talk to animals. No, I (gasps) wish. God damn it. You're fired. I didn't have time. That's okay. You're (laughs) hired back. I love you. This morning. Classic. (laughs) I do love a good excuse to talk to a psychic, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we get to the forensics, Ooh, I wanted fur- to share forensics. forensics. <laughs> <laughs> You're really so carrying dumb. the show today. Woo! <laughs> I wanted to share a list of some of the most smartest animals who yes. may have played a role in solving criminal cases for various reasons. Most nice. smartest. So animal intelligence compared to human intelligence is a matter of degree. There is no such thing as humans versus animals because, lest we forget, humans are filthy animals. Correct. Absolutely. And there are many animals that are arguably more intelligent than humans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Human intelligence. Which is why cannibalism is not a big deal if you're yeah. already a meat eater. Yeah, I it's fine. agree. except for that weird like brain madness that could come from it right well just don't eat the brain yeah you're fine yeah Uh, and like the wendigo but there's that right so human intelligence is demonstrated in the facts that we are oh my god my cat speaking of all right Ray, (laughs) you're allowed in the room for this episode only because it's about animals okay uh, it, human Prepare intelligence for is many he, pauses of Lucy yelling at Ray. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. If he gets too rambunctious, I'll put him in the bathroom. But Raekwon. Uh, okay, human intelligence is demonstrated uh, in the facts that we are able to learn and reason, to mm-hmm. solve problems, to lie, which is Ooh. actually a very complex brain thing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. To create, to use tools, uh, and to use language. We're also aware of ourselves and of others, but like big fucking deal because here are some examples of some smart ass animals. And keep in mind, these examples are only behaviors that have been observed repeatedly by scientists. So, like, who even knows? Who I also even knows hate how smart being they really are? Aware of other people. I hate it. I know. Mm hmm. Kenyon made mention that she had a conversation at a Starbucks this morning with a stranger, and I was like, how? Yeah. How? (laughs) Four hours, you guys. I couldn't even But he's probably listening now, and he was very nice. But yes. (sighs) Triggered. Do not approach me when my headphones are in. (laughs) Or just in general. (laughs) 
Mm. I like I like being approached, but if I don't have headphones in, that's like the universal sign of fuck off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Follow the rules. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. wear a scowl. It usually works. That's smart. You know, you'd be prettier mm-hmm. if you smiled more. Mm. Oh, God. Prettier with <laughs> your fucking ear in my mouth. Okay. I love you. <laughs> okay, so starting with the most basic, chimpanzees share 98-some percent of our genome and have actually tested better than humans on memory tests. Nice. Mm. They also make and use tools, express empathy, live in organized groups, and commit acts of violence. Love it. Great. Mm -hmm. I see no difference. There's almost no difference. Uh, Dolphins, Amanda's favorite, dolphins use creative tools and language, even possibly addressing each other by name. Yeah, to commit Mm. rape. Great. We'll, We'll get to it. Great. Right now. They also- I knew. <laughs> I fucking knew you were going to put some dolphin shit in here. They're smart. Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. They also engage in cross-species sexual relationships, both consensual and non. Sickening. Yeah, they do. Sickening. Listen to, listen to our amusement park oh crimes God. episode. Amusement Ugh. park crimes. Okay, maybe that's my favorite case you've ever done. It's so <laughs> insanely good. All of my favorite cases are involving animals. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you get really extra with them. <laughs> <laughs> um, elephants are fucking wise. Their I brains, love elephants. Elephants are great. Their brains are four times the size as human brains, weighing up to 13 pounds. Mm. That's big. good eating. Yeah. They Just kidding. I would never harm an elephant. They communicate in part by stomping on the ground and sensing vibrations in the ground. Smart. Cool. They play together. They have distinct families. They grieve. They care for each yeah. other. And they can recognize themselves in the mirror. Oh, my God. I love that. And they can recognize certain humans because there mm-hmm. have been cases of elephants who were, like, saved in some way by a human. And then, like, years later, they recognize that particular human oh, yeah. and are, like, kindly to it. A lot of animals have, like, some facial recognition. Yeah, or at least yeah. scent recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, elephants can also paint like that one elephant so good. that I saw mm-hmm. on YouTube one time. Mm-hmm. That one, yeah. Pigs might be dirty, but that's just because they roll in mud because they don't have sweat glands. Uh, pig- and you would too. Pigs can actually yeah. kind of read. Yeah. What the fuck? Pigs yeah, can read. I've heard this. Uh, yeah, it's not like letters. No. It's not like, you know, the Roman alphabet, but it's... um. They'll, they'll recognize, like, squiggles. They can identify squiggles that they've seen before and squiggles that they have not seen before, which essentially are letters. Pigs are fucking smart and delicious. Oh I God. need to give up meat. I really no. do. No. Funny you should say that because I plugged this one in here just for you. Cephalopods, so like yeah. octopus, squid, and cuttlefish, are intelligent in kind of a slippery way. <laughs> oh. They, they are, so there's not, there's not a whole lot of data on like how cephalopod brains They're work. aliens. They're so bizarre. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, we do know that they are super curious and they hate to be bored. So they will like fully oh. entertain themselves. I love that. Oh. They also <laughs> use tools. 
Oh. Um, and clever fun fact, girls. Clever girls. Fun fact, their brains are wrapped around their the esophagus in their heads. Weird. Mm. Isn't that bizarre? They're also yeah. their brains are also super similar to human brains in that they have folded lobes and distinct regions for processing different types of information. Wow. And I don't know if this is creepy pasta or not, but I saw a story on the internet once that um, a like researcher studying some sort of octopus, octopus or squid, was like feeding them and oh, yeah. gave them whatever. I can't remember what they were feeding them. Shrimp. It was shrimp. Uh-huh. And uh, then, like a few hours later, the researcher noticed that like there was a rotten shrimp on the floor of his or her office. Like in the hallway, because the octopus like yeah. lived down the hallway. Yes. Yeah, in a separate room, in a cage, and the octopus a had cage. been, was like so a like tank, in, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but was like, but like a locked tank. Yeah. And the octopus was so indignant having been fr- fed like one rotten shrimp in this like batch of other shrimp that it flung the shrimp out of its tank, like crawled out of its tank, escaped its tank basically, mm-hmm. carried the the said shrimp down the hallway and left it as like a fuck you <laughs> to the researcher and then returned to its tank. And then stole the researcher's wallet and went to Bubba Gump Shrimp at the Mall of America <laughs> in Minnesota. It boarded a plane. Went. Beyonce took it to Red Lobster. Yeah. That's TSA. Okay. I just love it so much, and yet it's so delicious. I'm Mm -hmm. choosing for that to be true. And yeah, octopus is so fucking good. But so is bacon. So is beef. I I could give... uh, I know. That's so sad. Okay. Well, let's leave the whole vegetarianism out of it from now on, because I feel really guilty. I'm ready to Mm -hmm. give up beef. I can't give up, like, any other meat. Mm. We'll take it one step at a time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, so crows and ravens, I think ravens are a type of crow. Uh, th- those are super smart. They recognize people. They can give gifts. They, yeah. not, they not only make and use tools, but they often learn how to do so from their elders, which is in itself is a sign of high intelligence, just learning and yeah. also teaching your children. Mm, so, like, passing down, like, institutional knowledge, not yeah. just, like, reinventing the wheel each time. Yep. Yep. So, it's... Oh. They also have crazy facial recognition. There's that one crow that, like, was following a little girl and her mother, like, lived in her yard or something. And they saw the mother, like, drop a camera lens and, like, lose it while on a walk. And the crow picked it up and returned it to the yard so that the mother could find it. Yeah, there are so yeah. many wild stories about crows. And if you, mm-hmm. okay, so they're also socially manipulative, which I thought was really cool. I and love that. if you are remotely interested in how fucking wild crows are, please go listen to the Corvid Thanatology episode of Ologies. Oh, it's so which good. Which is the crow mm-hmm. funerals episode. Because mm-hmm. yes, they have funerals for each other. Crows. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. That episode of Ologies should win a podcast Emmy. Yeah. I reference it all the time. Mm-hmm. And like people don't believe me because crows are so fucking bananas. They're but, yeah. mm-hmm. Do yourselves a favor. Corvid Sanitology. Don't forget. 
So mm-hmm. now on to the forensic. Forensics. Forensics. Did you know that there is a special lab for forensically testing animal DNA? Ooh. Yes, I did. Oh, I wrote <laughs> I wrote my notes. Well, you do now. <laughs> <laughs> I learned about three hours ago when I started my case. Mm. <laughs> okay, so dubbed the CSI of the four-legged world, VGL Forensics is a public service unit of the UC Davis School of Veterinary Medicine. Their DNA testing services are used by federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies, as well as by the general public. Cases come from all over the world. They've gotten cases from, like, Japan. Mm-hmm. As a quote, as a part of one of the largest animal DNA testing laboratories in the world, we have databases available for dogs, cats, horses, cattle, sheep, goats, pigs, deer, elk, wolves, coyotes, bears, llamas, and alpacas. Oh! Providing for a diverse range of potential cases. Despite there being more cats than dogs as pets, dogs are more likely to be involved in a case with more than half of our cases focusing on dogs. VGL Forensics handles approximately 100 cases per year with cases involving up to dozens of samples. Wow. Mm, My case involves this laboratory. Wow. Excellent. Well, I have a few examples to kind of tell you about. As far as I know, I looked at what your cases were. I'm not covering, I'm not giving a synopsis of your case, but if I start to, just stop me. Cool. Do you Somebody talk about birds? Uh, it's, it's not your bird case. Great. Okay. <laughs> so here's a quick rundown of kind of a cool case involving dog DNA. And this is taken from Evidence Technology Magazine. Yes, I'm about to subscribe. Yeah, you need it. (laughs) Company expense. A hundred percent. Kenyon gets newspapers.com. I get Evidence Technology Magazine. And I'm on board, girl, if you want it. (laughs) What do I get? Mad Magazine. Yeah, Mad Mad Magazine. magazine. (laughs) I don't think they even publish that anymore. I don't think they do either. too bad. You missed your chance. I'm going to subscribe to just a whole array of really bad tabloids. (laughs) Outdoors. Every single monthly. one of Amanda's cases yeah, from now on is like case. the alien boy, <laughs> sewer people. We're like, that has, what does that have to do with this topic? I'm really getting my good use out of that subscription. <laughs> the truth behind Bat Boy. <laughs> yes, Bat Boy. That's what I was thinking. Actually, of. if we ever need to rebrand, I kind of feel good about this idea. <laughs> <laughs> Snopesing like the New York Post oh, or you whatever. know I love Snopes. I know. <laughs> okay, so this was this is a um, the synopsis of this case. Her body was found nude in a wooded area of Florida, wrapped in a bedsheet and shower curtain that was secured at the head and feet with duct tape. Duct tape. Shantae Leanne Huntington's case or sorry, cause of death asphyxiation. Fuck. Male DNA was recovered from the duct tape and shower curtain. Of course it was. Obviously. Mm -hmm. But the profile didn't match known samples in CODIS. After her Mm -hmm. male traveling companion was eliminated as a suspect, the case went 
cold. No. Three years later, VGL Forensics received 13 dog hairs from the bedsheet for DNA analysis. Two of the yeah, hairs. They did. Mm-hmm. Two of the hairs contained enough DNA to profile. Although they weren't an exact match to the two dogs who lived across the street from where Huntington was found, there was enough similarity to suggest that the hairs came from a, a full sibling of those dogs. Wow. Upon further investigation, it was discovered that two pups from that litter had been given to the homeowner's brother-in-law, Guillermo Romero, whose wife had a restraining order against him by the time of testing. Law, Mm. Law enforcement obtained samples of Romero's DNA and matched it to DNA found on the shower curtain and duct tape used to wrap the young woman's body. And in 2013, Romero pled guilty to manslaughter. Because of puppies! <laughs> yeah. Yay! Good job, puppies! I'm so proud of the puppy. It's a good thing the dogs are so fucking sloppy. Not oh, only no, has I hair... Love them. <laughs> not only has hair been used to solve crimes, but also saliva, poop, blood, and pee. Mm. In fact... Very poop. Poop, blood, and pee. Yep. Poor Callie has left a very thorough DNA trail around the block <laughs> of my building. Uh, yeah. Her DNA my, is everywhere. I could always be identified by my dog's hairs oh, found yeah. on my person. Oh, yeah. I'm just constantly covered in uh, dog I hair. I don't bother changing that. No. It's no. not worth it. I. She's part chow chow. Mm-hmm. I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in fact, the case that helped establish VGL in the first place came from New Hampton, Iowa in 1999. This is from a 2014 Huffington Post article titled, Pets Help Solve Crimes. Yes. Which is the driest. to the point. (laughs) Yeah. Don't bury the lead. (laughs) 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 Just make it the title of the article. Yep. Quote, a sexual assault victim was not able to pick her attacker out of a police lineup, but she remembered that as she stood near the man's truck to answer his request for directions, oh, her, fuck you. her dog had lifted his leg and urinated on one of the tires. Two yes. Days, two days later, police found the truck, swabbed the tire, and the lab, which was then the foremost test center for blood typing cattle, was able to place the suspect where he insisted he had never been alongside the victim. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. conviction convinced everyone of the need for a full-time animal DNA testing lab. That's awesome. That's badass. From Mm -hmm. dog pee. I love it. Never thought I'd hear you say that. (laughs) (laughs) I love dog pee. (laughs) Invaluable. Mm. We found Kenyon's kink. (laughs) <laughs> Mahjong and dog and pee. very yellow dog piss. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so the lab's director, Beth Wickdom, told... Well, this is a quote from the article. Told me, the author of the article, that the lab handles about 100 cases every year. She's particularly proud of their work on a grisly triple homicide case out of Indiana. The suspect insisted that he had not stood at the spot where three workmen had been shot execution style, but police found a shoe print left behind in a poop patty 
Yes. And scooped up the evidence for evaluation. Scooped the, the poop. Scooped the poop. The lab was able to genetically match the droppings to the property owner's dog and wow. to a pencil eraser sized specimen taken from the suspect's shoe. Bingo! Oh, my word. The suspect was convic- convicted and is serving a life in prison from dog poop. I so, love that he was put away by a pile of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's well, fucking so, such poetic justice. What you're telling me is that when I want to go vandalize the chairwoman of the board's mm-hmm. backyard yeah. because she's being such a piece of shit, I should use someone else's dog poop, not my own Smart. dog's poop. Or just don't step in poop. Or don't pick up your dog poop anymore because maybe it will help with a crime later. Yeah, they're like landmines. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this is more from that Evidence Magazine article, which, by the way, was written by Beth Wickdom, the motherfucking director of the forensics unit at VGL. There's a Love picture it. of her on the drive, and it looks so CSI-ish. It's pretty amazing. Get it, queen. Okay, quote, pet hair is the most commonly collected item of non-human biological evidence. However, unlike humans, dog and cat hairs without roots can yield enough DNA for individual or nuclear DNA profiling. And that's because because they groom themselves, so they're leaving saliva on the hair shafts, and that saliva contains cells. Weird. Okay. Yeah, so about... That's fucking cool. About one in 15 shed dog hairs will have enough nuclear DNA for individual profiling. And the more fastidious cats average about one in four hairs with enough nuclear DNA. Because <laughs> there's just more yeah, my dog spit does, on the could cat. Not, yeah, my dog cannot lick all of her own hair. She would choke <laughs> to death. <laughs> She's got a lot of hair. Yeah. Um, If the hair is laundered or left outside for too long or otherwise too exposed to get the DNA of the individual animal, so like that nuclear DNA, they can also test for mitochondrial DNA, which identifies the animal's family members, as in the case of uh, that first case I was reading about. Mm -hmm. Uh, This can also be quite helpful, especially when it comes to pets because of like litter mates um, another example they referenced was area feral cats. Mm-hmm. So they, they could, like, place geographically, like, locations just based on the family members of these animals. Yeah. Mm. It's so cool. Long-lost cat relatives. Uh-huh. Okay, so here's the part Reuniting I... Reuniting families. Here's the part I trigger warning you about. Trigger warned you about. Great. Animals are unfortunately often the victims of violence, and their hair can help to identify their own murderers as well as implicate others in acts of intimate partner violence. Mm. Mm. As much as 80% of women fleeing violent partners report animal abuse by their violent partners. Because take it seriously. Yes, take it seriously. Yeah. Animal abuse is a pretty strong indicator of other violent behaviors. It's also one of the things that keeps people in these relationships for much longer because... They threaten to kill the pets. Well, and shelters often won't take pets. So if people want to flee the relationship and go to a shelter, they they can go themselves, they can bring their children, but they can't bring their pets. And so leaving... 
a partner and going to a shelter, they have to leave the pet behind and then they know mm-hmm. that that pet is going yeah. to be harmed or possibly killed. Uh, I could totally see myself staying in something dangerous for me to protect Callie and Albus. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a very real, horrible, like, Sophie's choice that a mm-hmm. lot of people have to face. They're also uh, frequently used as, like, tokens of manipulation. Like, if you leave me or if you do this or this or this, then I'm going to kill your dog or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. It's leverage. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so this is um, from the same evidence <laughs> Evidence Magazine. The vast majority of my segment is from that article. It's really good. Quote, in the case of Jeffrey Nally Jr., his girlfriend's mother reported that her daughter was being held against her will and that Nally had threatened to kill her if she tried to leave. A search of his home revealed 29 dog carcasses and three live puppies. Oh, my fucking God. It gets worse. Here we go. (gasps) On the day he was arrested, Nally had forced his girlfriend to hold a puppy while he (gasps) drilled into its head. No, no, no. Hair recovered. Lucy! Why would you cover this? I didn't do it. Just let me finish. Why would you cover this? Let me finish. Oh, my God. Hair recovered from the drill was matched to the dead puppy. Nally pled guilty to a lesser charge of nine counts of animal cruelty and weapons possession. While some jurisdictions still consider animal cruelty a misdemeanor, it has been well documented that it is a significant indicator for violent criminal behavior. And states are starting to address that with broader statutes and increased penalties. So, oh my God, that is the worst thing we've ever said on this podcast. That's not even close to being true. Mm. <laughs> we've, mm, it's real bad. I mean, you've said a lot worse. Mm. Mm. So, in conclusion, <laughs> animals can play a huge role in forensic investigations because they play a huge role in our lives. And I also, like Kenyon said, feel somewhat justified in having cat hair all over my clothes. At all times, I'm not changing for no one. For reals. Mm. All right. Well, that ended on a horrible dark note. Thanks, I hate it. For once, my case will not be as dark as that. And Mm. um, so sensitive. Also, no more animal abuse through the rest of the episode. Is Mm. that correct, Amanda? Yeah, that's correct. So you can feel free to keep listening. But first... Mm -hmm. A word from our sponsors. Talkspace is therapy for how we live today. It's mobile. It's available when you need it. And best of all, it is affordable. Mm-hmm. It's honestly just so much more convenient and easy to use than traditional therapy. And that is my absolute favorite thing about Talkspace. Like, you no longer have to wait for your next appointment to talk about what's on your mind. So you can literally text or message or video call your therapist multiple times a day if you want. Like, if you're in a particularly stressful period, if you have a long commute, you can literally talk to your therapist from your car, like from the metro. Like, it's insane. It's so, so convenient. And with Talkspace, you can send unlimited messages to your dedicated therapist from the privacy of your device from anywhere at any time of day. My husband uses Talkspace. He literally messages his therapist from the treadmill. 
Oh my god. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> Who uses he's, a treadmill. <laughs> he's a big multitasker, but I mean, talk about convenience because before it was like uh, I don't know, like fighting to get that like coveted 7 p.m. appointment or like fight through traffic and when are you going to have dinner and oh, it's just like such a mess. But with Talkspace, not a problem. And if you're having a rough time, you can always schedule a live video session with your therapist for extra support. I love it. It just makes therapy like more casual, less stigmatized, less work, honestly. So Talkspace has more than 5,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the promo code GALS, that's G-A-L-S, to get $65 off your first month and to show your support for this show. So again, that is that promo code GALS at Talkspace.com. Treat your brain. Treat it. We all know how important it is to eat healthy, but the reality is that nine out of 10 people do not eat enough fruits and veggies. And my hand is raised real high on that front. I'm guilty guilty of it. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty as charged. (laughs) Guilty as charged. But when you don't get the proper nutrition, you actually increase your risk for chronic illnesses such as type 2 diabetes, heart disease, even cancer. It is so important to eat those fruits and veggies, y'all. It seriously is. And that's why we love your super. It is powdered real food, real superfoods, fruits and veggies. You can mix it with whatever you want. Your yogurt, your smoothie, some mm. juice, chocolate mm. cake. Yeah. Who knows? You could mix it with You could. with anything. You you it kind of might negate things, but you totally could. Mac I and really cheese. like Yeah. I mean, why not? <laughs> I really like the Power Matcha Mix. It just gives you more energy. It helps you stay alert. There's no sugar crash or caffeine jitters. I can't do coffee. I just can't. I've admitted this to myself. So that Power Matcha really, really helps me out. It tastes good. They've got a transparent supply supply chain, so they know all of their farmers. This is the realest of real. Mm-hmm. So get the cleanest superfood and plant protein mixes at YourSuper.com. That's Y-O-U-R Super.com. Get 15% off your order when you use that promo code GALS at checkout. That's G-A-L-S. Just go to YourSuper.com and don't forget to get 15% off with promo code GALS at checkout. Eat your fruits and veggies, y'all. Listen to your mama and treat your bod. Treat it. I'm covering this case because Lucy and I saw an episode of what I I thought was Forensic Files. Oh, it was. um, uh, In some hotel room while we were on tour. I think it might have been during CrimeCon. And we we were in separate hotel rooms, but with just like an adjoining wall. And we were literally like shriek texting each other from our rooms (laughs) watching this episode. The pug. Um, <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so it must have been a different episode. I was trying to find that episode. It's a very similar case. Oh, okay. Shit. Okay, yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> she forgot the most important detail of the episode. <laughs> well, I got confused about the dog breed. It's basically the same case. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So, March 8th, 1998. 
Rudioso, New Mexico. Rudioso is a mountain resort town around the Sierra Blanca Ski Resort. Mm -hmm. In 1998, it was a somewhat sleepy village, but by 2010, it was one of the fastest growing cities in New Mexico. Mm, Most fastest. And that that is neither here nor there. I'm just beefing up this case because there was less info on it than I initially thought. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) So 27-year-old Elizabeth Langhorst Ballard. Um, Some reports have her name as Lankhorst Ballard. It was like literally 50-50 whether it was spelled with a G or a K. Okay. Um, Is this pretty more beefing up of your case? Yeah. <laughs> well, I just want to be. I just want to be specific because I don't want people to write in and be like, "It was Langhorst, and it was my mom." So I'm pretty sure it was Langhorst with a G. I've seen it written both ways. Anyway, Liz. Uh, Liz was a waitress and a nurse's assistant, and um, on this day, March 8th, 1998, she was seen imbibing at the local Elkhorn pub after hours. Nice. She then uh, presumably returned to her mother's home where she'd moved the year before with her young son. Liz had been married to the boy's father, but had ended the relationship due to domestic abuse slash intimate partner violence and had moved from Arizona back to New Mexico. Um, Liz had been described as bubbly, friendly, thoughtful, and generous. She was stunningly beautiful. There's a picture on the drive. She's um, part Indonesian. And has perfect eyebrows. Just putting that out there. Okay. (laughs) Beefing it up. Beefing it up. Um, Unfortunately, Liz also suffered from a very serious drinking problem and could be, quote, argumentative after a few too many beers. That night, March 8th, Liz had had too much to drink um, and she shouldn't have driven, but she did anyway. Um, She had borrowed her mother's beat up 1984 Chevy Citation car, which like, I had never heard of a Citation as a car. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder how long that was on the market. Yeah, it's not Citation and vehicle is not really two words you want in the same sentence, but yeah. um, Anyway, she borrowed her mother's car, gone to the bar, drank too much, shouldn't have driven home. She did. The next morning, Liz's mother, Sharon, woke to see the car parked in the driveway, and she was relieved. But her relief soon turned dismay when she realized that while the car was back where it belonged, with the keys still in the ignition, her troubled daughter was nowhere to be found. Oh, no. In fact, after leaving the bar around 2.30 a.m., Liz was never seen alive again. Sad. Liz's mother spent the next few days calling everyone she could think of looking for her daughter. She didn't immediately report the disappearance to police because Liz had gone off without explanation before, like sometimes on drinking binges. And also her son wasn't in town. He was uh, staying temporarily with his father. So... It wasn't like she had to be home to take care of her son. Sure. Um, And Liz's mother also believed that she had to wait 72 hours before she could report a missing person. So she didn't even try to report her missing before then. Mm -hmm. Is that the rule? I don't remember. I don't know if if it's an adult. I think we confirmed that that isn't true. Well, for children. 
It's definitely not true anymore, even for adults, if there are like suspicious circumstances. Yeah, I like think you, you can, can make report, the report someone missing. at any time. The police just might not move on it within a certain amount yeah. of time. But this was 1998 and it could have it could have been a, a policy that has since been changed. I don't know. Um, but after Liz still didn't return home and didn't show up for work for several days, which she'd never done that before. She'd always been on time for work. Uh, Sharon finally phoned the police. By March 15th, an investigation was launched and two suspects, 31-year-old Christopher Faviel and 39-year-old Charles slash Eva Martinez were immediately identified by law enforcement. Christopher had been in a romantic relationship with Eva initially, but when they broke up for a while, he started dating Liz. From what I can gather, Eva is a trans woman, and I didn't want to dead name her by referencing the name Charles at the beginning, mm -hmm. but this person is mostly identified by that name in the press about mm -hmm. this story. And she's also described by very, like, outdated lingo of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so in articles, Eva is described as a, quote, transvestite or, quote, crossdresser, which is obviously no longer appropriate language. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know for a fact that Eva identified as trans, but that is my assumption. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So from here on out, I'm going to be calling this person Eva Martinez. Okay. So according to the testimony of the two witnesses, Christopher and Liz were seeing each other for a while, but then he got back together with Eva and Liz did not take it well. By some accounts, she started to harass Christopher, showing up at his home that he now shared with Eva, drunk and angry. Chris didn't behave any better, however. There was actually a pending court case against him for slapping Liz, mm. but the charges had been dropped when Liz, who was already missing, conveni conveniently failed to show up for the hearing. Hmm. Uh-oh. Because she was missing, uh, which I feel like should not be grounds for dropping a court case. No. But anyway... Uh, witnesses also testified that Christopher had threatened to kill Liz if she kept bothering them, and that in the days before her disappearance, she'd received several threatening anonymous phone calls, which friends and family attributed to Chris. So investigators brought in Christopher Faviel, who was still in Rudioso, and also Eva Martinez, who was now in Albuquerque. They bring them both in for questioning. Both admitted to knowing Liz, but denied anything to do with her disappearance. They also insisted that she had never been to Eva's home. Okay. Investigators remained highly suspicious, but due to a lack of physical evidence, neither Christopher nor Eva was arrested. Then, almost exactly one month after her disappearance, the body of a woman was found partially buried in a shallow grave about a thousand feet from a remote dirt track in the red desert outside of Tularosa, and it was Liz Ballard. Ooh. Liz's body was pretty badly decomposed after being in the desert for a month. Oof. Um, even, even though it was like March to April, it's still the yeah. desert. Yeah. Um, and this made it really difficult to collect evidence. Um, she'd also, like the remains had also been scattered by animals a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, she'd been wrapped in plastic. Her head was evidently bashed in with some sort of blunt object. Mm. But 
no fingerprints were recovered. Um, but investigators were able to retrieve a few precious hairs. Yes, I love the precious hairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and these would prove to be the crack in this case. Nice crack. Nice crack. <laughs> Um, It was clear to the naked eye that the hairs were not human, but further analysis was obviously required, and luckily one hair still had the root attached. The late Jim Biggs, who was a Rudioso detective at the time, sent the single hair to the department's forensics lab, where lab analyst Philip Aviles came up with the idea to send the sample off for more precise animal DNA testing. And do you know where? I was going to say, do you know where they sent it? Mm. They sent. To the University of California Davis Veterinary Genetics Laboratory. Woo! Yes. Out of left so, field. Wow. Um, <laughs> so there, Dr. Joy Halverson, who was um, pioneering the use of animal DNA as evidence in criminal cases, took up the case. Um, Dr. Halverson had worked in animal genetic testing for the past 16 years. Quote, in 1989, she founded Zugen Inc., Mm. uh, which used DNA typing to determine the gender of exotic birds, something (laughs) that previously had required surgery. Yeah, (laughs) damn. They really... Hide their genitals, y'all. <laughs> Birds are so withholding. Do you two remember Claire, the cat that we had? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of hiding your genitals. Definitely thought it was a female, hence the conventionally female name, Claire. And then my mom, Definitely we not. sent it in to get spayed. And my mom got a, a, she had a beeper. So she had like a beep or whatever. <laughs> That just said 911 with the vet's number, and she's like, oh, my God, Claire's dead. Madeline's going to be so upset. (laughs) And they're like, well, we've got Claire open on the table, but uh, she's got a penis. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, do what you got to do. So they split him him open kind of unnecessarily, and then we had to call him Clarence from then on. Oh, Clarence. Clarence. We all just called him Claire. Who cares? It's a cat. Oh, yeah. Right. Poor Claire. (sighs) Okay. So by the time Detective Biggs reached out in the Liz Ballard case, Dr. Halverson had created a genetic database for various domesticated animals, including common livestock and household pets, as Lucy elaborated earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. The first use of the DNA database for help in a criminal case had occurred just two years prior and... Not going into the details of that case because I might want to cover it another time because it was awesome. So, the technology, which relied heavily on advances in human genome mapping, was still incredibly new at this time. It's 1998. It was the 60s. Quote, it was the 60s. And by 60s, we mean late 90s. Uh, which actually feels like the 60s when it comes to a lot of things. Um, quote, to say with a high degree of probability that a tissue sample comes from a particular animal and not just any dog or cat requires a genetic profile of the species. And the UC Davis lab had genetically profiled a dozen or so species, and so when it received the particular hair sample and 
generated a DNA fingerprint from it, it was able to determine, quote, how rare that particular sequence of genetic markers is. If the lab matches DNA from samples, it can say, for instance, that there is a two in a billion chance or less of such a match occurring, roughly the same odds as used in human DNA matches. Mm. So it's really fucking specific. Yeah, they know their shit. Yeah. Um, the Quote, the work can be painstaking involving repeated testing of minute quantities of concentrated material, but it's fucking worth it. Meanwhile, Detective Biggs also got a warrant for a DNA extraction and blood sample from Eva Martinez's dog. So sent off the hair found on the body and got a warrant for a sample for a suspect's dog. Uh, Eva's dog was a reddish brown pit bull mix named Hercules. (laughs) And so Detective Biggs sent this along with the dog hair found on Liz Ballard's sock to Dr. Halverson for comparison. And it was a motherfucking match. Uh Uh-oh. Suddenly, investigators could conclusively place Liz in Martinez's home on Evergreen Street, where Christopher and Eva had sworn the victim had never been. Nice. So. (laughs) You're really stretching this out. (laughs) I don't have that much more, and I'm working on it. Okay. Armed with the new evidence, Chris and Eva were brought back in and interrogated. Eventually, the full truth about this, quote, unusual love triangle and affair gone bad came out. One night, Liz showed up intoxicated at Christopher and Eva's house and an altercation broke out. Eva hit Liz over the head with a thermal coffee carafe. Oh, shit. That's a creative murder weapon. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, with Christopher's help, strangled the unarmed woman. Mm. The pair then wrapped Liz's body in plastic and transported her out to the desert in the trunk of their car. After burying her in the shallow grave, they worked through the night to meticulously scrub the crime scene and the vehicle, but they evidently didn't catch the most important piece of evidence. They're just like every other dog owner. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) My dog could do nothing wrong. Not picking up their shit. So I couldn't find more information about the trial or... This is all I could find. Chris Faviel ended up pleading guilty and only served four and a half years in prison. What? Yep. Uh, It's such a running theme in every case we cover that people do not serve the time that they should be serving for the crimes committed. This person repeatedly threatened to kill. Mm Mm-hmm. His ex-girlfriend also physically abused her also and ki- they killed kill her. her. <laughs> yeah. And helped hide the body and lied to police about it. Yep. Four and a half years. Killing a young mother. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Eva Martinez, who again was consistently referred to by uh, their birth name in trial documents and press, 
mm-hmm. was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to a number of years in prison, so much longer than Chris. Um, I'm certain that Martinez was sent to a men's prison facility. Ooh. Um, and they were released on parole in 2016. Mm-hmm. And so Detective Biggs, Dr. Halverson, and of course, the goodest boy, Hercules, oh. were able to put Liz Ballard's killers behind bars, at least for a time. Sure. And at least bring a little closure and justice to Liz's family. Exactly. But there is one more link to animals having solved this crime. The investigation hinged on the ability of a cadaver dog to find Elizabeth's body in the vast desert with only scant hints about the route that her killers had, had probably taken. Good girl. And this cadaver dog had been on shows for like Animal Planet, whatever. It was like a star cadaver dog. <laughs> and this, this was its last mission before retirement. <gasps> before being put down. No way. No. Okay. <laughs> Not put down. We can't do any more animal cases because Lucy is fucking terrible. <laughs> I thought that's much. It sounded for I'm going to muzzle like, you for any <laughs> any future animal cases, Lucy. Yes, so we're a muzzle. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure that this dog, also, funnily enough, like the articles that I had read made it sound like the cadaver dog's name was Wolfgang Born, but actually, <laughs> that was the name of the police chief. <laughs> so it took me until like 10 minutes before we were going to record where I was like referring to the cadaver dog as Wolfgang Born. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit. Whoops. Never mind. <laughs> That would have been amazing if they had named the dog after the police chief. (laughs) It just has a full-on, highly German name, first and last name. And it's a pug. (laughs) It's not even a German shepherd. (laughs) So anyway, I don't know the name of the cadaver dog. Maybe it also is Wolfgang. I don't know. Um, But the cadaver dog fucking found Liz's body in the desert. Wow. Searching like thousands of miles, I don't know, hundreds <laughs> at least of miles. Um, and also other animals helped because um, coyotes had scattered some of the remains and had sure. dug up the grave a little bit. And that was what helped the dog locate her. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. So, it's layered. It's layered it's in animal all, fur. Three different animals. Wow. I love it. Led to the solving of this case. So that is my case. Nicely done. So nice. Thank you. All right. Thank let's you. hear a word from our spancer. It might be a little pathetic, but I cannot imagine having to go even one day with my phone out of commission. <laughs> so, so the idea, same. <laughs> the idea of it falling and breaking is literally terrifying, and I am not the most coordinated person. <laughs> uh, so this is a very real risk. Um, 
But looking at all those hardcore protective phone cases out there, it feels like in order to keep your phone safe, you have to sacrifice style. And I'm not ready to do that, which is a good thing because I don't have to anymore. Not with my new phone case from Casetify. Oh my gosh. Casetify is shockingly like cool. I'm obsessed with my Casetify <laughs> yeah. phone case. Oh my God. <laughs> she is. I am. They know from social media. <laughs> Casetify cases have a two-layer Chi-Tech material. It's military-grade. It's thick, but, like, it, it feels very substantial, but it's not, like, bulky, ugly, because they come with the coolest designs. First of all, mine has, like, neon-colored, like, sand in liquid in it. It's I also really have a, cool customized with my nickname Dust. Her phone and is like a lava lamp that glows in the dark. It freaking glows in the dark, everyone. Also, Casetify often collaborates with artists and designers. Mm -hmm. Amanda's phone case has like boobs on it, of course. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's so stylish. It's so eye-catching. You can customize it. There are just like Dozens and dozens and dozens of things that you can do with this. And just being on their website alone was, like, almost overwhelming because everything was so cool looking. I wanted to buy, like, 40 of these cases. Mm hmm So go to casetify.com slash crime today and get 20% off your new favorite phone case. That is casetify.com forward slash crime for 25% off your Casetify purchase. That is spelled C-A-S-E-T-I-F-Y, Casetify. Treat your phone, treat your life. Treat them both. Getting in shape isn't just about losing weight. In fact, that might not even be your goal. Uh, but getting in shape is about learning healthier habits and feeling better about yourself. So whether that's more stamina to keep up with your busy life, running after your kids, doing the laundry without like wheezing, um, getting into those gold jeans, whatever it might be. Honestly, any, any jeans at all. <laughs> <laughs> jeans, wearing jeans are... <laughs> Jeans are rough. <laughs> Wearing anything with a measured waistband, um, being more in tune with your body's needs, or just practicing more self-care. Yeah. Self-care is the biggest one. Yeah. And honestly, Noom is so helpful. It is a habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop new relationships with food through personalized courses. It's like... It's like behavioral therapy almost. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't ever make you feel bad for making not a great healthy choice that day, but it's just like tomorrow's a new day. It encourages you. It teaches you. You have a uh, goal specialist that you can check in with and maybe ask about. I chatted with my goal specialist recently about uh, intermittent fasting. Ooh. And like maybe that's yeah. maybe that's gonna work for me. I already don't like eating breakfast, so I you know asked her, "Is that really that bad? Is mm -hmm. it really the most important meal of the day?" <laughs> and we talked, we talked through it. She was like I said, there was no shame involved. She really educated me. I, I love it. It's 
you know I love that background in psych. This is very much psych, and I'm into it. And Noom makes sure that you know that no food is good or bad or off limits. It teaches moderation. It can be used in conjunction with many pre-existing popular diets if you want to. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, just helps you stay on track. It's great. Um, And you don't have to change it all in one day because small steps can make really big progress. So sign up for your trial today at Noom, that's N-O-O-M dot com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S. So what do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com forward slash gals to start your trial today. That's Noom.com forward slash gals, the last weight loss program you'll need. Mm, Treat your bod. Rothy's has quickly grown to a most loved, gotta have it brand. It is no surprise that they have over a thousand nearly perfect reviews. And honestly, half of those are from me. (laughs) I'm absolutely obsessed with Rothy's. They are stylish, sustainable, comfortable. They're washable. Mm -hmm. You know, you can wear shoes, regular flats out in the rain one time and they're never the same again. Mm -hmm. But Rothy's, you throw them in the washing machine, they come out good as brand new. Brand spanking new. It's yeah. it's incredible. I I might name my firstborn child Rothy. <laughs> like it's not an exaggeration because Rothy's are the perfect everyday shoes for life on the go. They are stylish. They are comfortable. They go with everything from yoga pants, which is what I wear 90% of the time, to dresses and skirts. Uh, They also come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. I have the um, round toe flame, like red color. I have the point in black, and I have the point in like a fun animal print. My God, I have an irresponsible number of Rothy's. Yeah, they're the best. (laughs) Um, They're available in a range of styles like sneakers, loafers, points, and more, like I said. Uh, Can't wait to get myself uh, some sneakers and loafers because that is Mm -hmm. definitely happening. The loafers are so cute. They're my favorite. (laughs) They launch new colors and patterns every few weeks, and they sell out constantly. So make sure that you get yours now. Lucy and I duked it out for the um, animal print point flats. (laughs) Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. (laughs) Um, And they add playful designs and, like, fun pops of color to perk up every outfit. So, like, if you're like me and you wear all black, then you could just pop on that pair of flame Rothy's and you look... Honestly, you look French. Mm-hmm. Lipstick it's, for your feet. They're li- it's lipstick for your feet. You look polished <laughs> and professional. We're completely obsessed. And it blows your mind that these are made from repurposed plastic water bottles. Unreal. Uh, they're sustainable. Rothy's has diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills already. I mean, you can't go wrong. They're the best. You really can't. So go right now to check out all the amazing styles available at rothys.com forward slash gals. Again, go to rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S, to get your new favorite flats. There's comfort. There's style. There's sustainability. These are the shoes that you have been waiting for. Trust us. Head to rothys.com forward slash gals today. Treat your feet. Trade them. Okay, so 
When digging through the hundreds of stories involving pets, crimes, and pet crimes, I came across something very special. So before I go on to tell about two uh, bird-resolved crimes, I absolutely have to discuss <laughs> briefly some cases where animals were not evidence or material to the solving of the case, but cases where the animal was actually on trial. These are very brief. What? Yeah. The animal was on trial. Yeah, oh and God. I know we've talked about this before, actually, where we were like a pig was hung in a town square after being like convicted of murder or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so like I ate gonna, a little boy. Whatever. Yeah. So that that comes up in this section as well, but these are all like very shallow. Um so according to Johannes Gross in his Histories Cuse Basler Chronique in 1474 in Europe, an egg was found. With only mm. a rooster in the vicinity, it was reasonably determined that the rooster had laid the egg. The entire mm. village flew into a panic. Can the rooster... roosters lay eggs? No, no, they can't. That's why the okay. village went into a panic. Oh, okay. okay, okay. So the <laughs> rooster right. was arrested and put on trial for the quote, <laughs> heinous and unnatural crime of laying an egg. He was a rooster. <laughs> 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 no. Like, oh my god. Perhaps. Right, times times may be shitty, but we have learned some things. Very little, <laughs> but some things. Perhaps their fear stemmed from the old European legend that states that the venomous and dangerous cockatrice, a monster that could kill or even turn a man to stone with just a peck from its cursed beak, were born from the egg of a rooster. Or maybe they were just freaked out at it being like breaking gender norms. Oh my God, cockatrice is the best drag name ever. I love it. Cockatrice. Cockatrice Royale. Also, uh, (laughs) they touched on this kind of panicky stuff at the Moocher Museum. They sure did. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. My favorite place And hundreds of animals were tried for agreeing to be witches' familiars, facing execution or banishment, which made me fucking laugh my ass off. Like, picture the face of like, or like the banishing ceremony of like a rabbit or a cat. <laughs> yeah, they're like, just right, like, bye. well, they what? skulk out of town. Pretty goody whiskers. You are hereby banished <laughs> from the township. <laughs> and they're just like, okay, bye. They're just like licking their paw. <laughs> yeah. And if it were a cat, they just wouldn't move. Yeah. yeah. They just sit there and <laughs> stare at you. hundreds of other animals face trial for their part in acts of bestiality and although a famous case uh, there is a famous case where a donkey was charged as an accomplice to bestiality and was acquitted when its lawyer the donkey's (laughs) lawyer (laughs) called many witnesses quote as to the animal's goodly virtue the human in this case however was executed oh no (laughs) Yeah, we'll have to go into these in some more detail in a future episode, obviously. This should be its own episode. As an accomplice to bestiality. (laughs) I love it so much. Oh, a donkey's lawyer. And exactly. The lawyer on retainer. The donkey's fucking lawyer. Um, And then that pig case that happened in France in 1457. It was a terrible tragedy. It befalls a young boy as he falls into the pen of a mother sow and her piglets. The pigs, thinking they were being fed, fell upon the injured boy and ate him. And as we know from Lucy giving all the facts, a pig can, like, clean a human carcass Mm -hmm. in, like, an hour. Seven minutes. Uh, It's a lot less than an hour. 
Oh. Uh, a hungry mm-hmm. adult pig can eat a whole person in like 17 minutes or something. God, I love it so much. So the sow and her piglets were subsequently arrested, provided legal counsel, and underwent a full ecclesiastical trial. After much deliberating, the mother pig was found guilty and sentenced to death, though the piglets were acquitted as they were only children following their mother's lead. (laughs) Because the mother pig should have known different, and also she definitely wasn't going to be sentenced to death at some point anyway. Right, she's going to be eaten. She's a pig. Yeah, yeah. Pig um, milk isn't that they valuable. Exactly. her after they hung her, hanged her. Uh, didn't you say, though, and we'll have to cover this later, but didn't you say in the last time we, like, briefly discussed animal trials, it might have been during the Puritans episode, that in if an pi- animal had been found guilty, then they, like, wouldn't eat it because it was, like, evil or some shit? In my case for the Puritan episode, uh, way back, whatever. Oh, if you'd lain with an animal, then it wasn't fit to eat anymore. If it was bestiality, then that animal had been defiled. Which, like, is fair. If I'm going to have a ham sandwich, I'd rather nobody, like, came in it first. Right. (laughs) So, I kind of get it. Yeah. I only want to swallow <laughs> when it's my choice. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And my personal favorite little tidbit, after the crashing of a French ship during the Napoleonic Wars, the lone survivor washed ashore. The survivor was a small monkey dressed in a French <laughs> army uniform that would dance for the delight of French sailors. Upon apprehending him, the locals of Hartlepool, who had never seen a monkey, determined that he was obviously a tiny fur-covered Frenchman and put the <gasps> monkey on trial. No, no. When asked if he was a French spy, the monkey offered no defense, and in his <laughs> silence, his guilt could only be assumed. No. You are fucking nope. kidding. Nope. And the monkey was hanged from a tree branch on the beach, ending the French threat to Hartlepool. Oh, no. Where the fuck is, is Hartlepool in England? Some I fucking no dumbasses in the 19th century in England had never seen that a monkey. A monkey was a tiny Frenchman. Furry Frenchman. <laughs> I cannot. Oh read my a God. book. I know. They didn't I know. cannot. And it just uh, begs the question, how have humans lasted as long as we have? Like, This how? wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. Oh, Not long enough. We're, we're closing out as a species. Yeah. We're almost done. Like, literally, I've been re-watching, uh, what the fuck is it called? Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. And I looked up the Dowager Countess's birth year, and it's 1842, (laughs) which means that the Dowager Countess's parents would have been alive at the time when this fucking monkey was thought to be a Frenchman. Yeah, my grandmother was probably alive at this time. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's only revelatory to Kenyon. (laughs) Yeah, which we just booked our flights and our hotel to go see grandma for Thanksgiving, so I'll have an update for everyone in about a month. Oh my god. So, <laughs> launching into present day, where we don't put pigs on trial, we just elect them president. Oh. <laughs> I would like to visit the cases of three notable birds named Bird. Oh my god, I read about Bird. <laughs> yeah, Onesie and Bud. Starting oh, I with like Bird. Onesie. 
Bird is a white crested cockatoo named after legendary NBA star Larry Bird. <laughs> And was the beloved pet of Dallas, Texas native Kevin Butler, an owner of a pool installation and repair company. While crested cockatoos, as well as most parrots, are deeply bonded animals, are white crested cockatoos, sorry, deeply bonded animals with a sense of emotional connection deeper than most avians. When you are loved by a parrot or a cockatoo, that shit is ride or die. Mm -hmm. Which, unfortunately for Bird, it came down to. Oh. Kevin Butler's home was invaded by two men looking to steal valuables and perhaps settle a score with Kevin from altercations around his pool business. Mm -hmm. Kevin discovered the men in his home and attacked the two men, attempting to force them out of his house. Unfortunately, the men were armed with knives, and when Kevin procured his own knife, like from the kitchen... Um, the house descended into violent chaos with the two men overpowering Kevin and tying him up, stabbing him repeatedly. Oh, God. During the fracas, Bird put his money where his beak was and blasted into Kevin's defense, biting, yes. scratching, and clawing the attackers in the face and head. My the- aunt and uncle and cousin have a pet bird, and I don't know what kind of bird she is, but... Some sort of pet exotic bird. And she is loyal and mm-hmm. territorial. And mm-hmm. like, she does not like me being in their house. She's not a fan. Like, no, when I'm birds there, are terrifying and bird people really freak me out, but these stories yeah. are amazing. Yeah. Um, Remember when we saw that parrot on the plane when we were on tour? Yes. It, that wasn't a parrot, that was another little like cockatiel. cockatiel. Yeah, little Whatever. baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I loved it. That was the weirdest and animal I've seen on a plane for sure. It was amazing. Um, one of the men was finally able to subdue the bird and unfortunately stabbed bird to death with a kitchen fork, giving the valiant little animal a warrior's death. Mm. <laughs> Kevin Sorry. Butler also succumbed to his wounds, and the next morning, his bound body and fork-stabbed white-crested cockatoo were found at the scene. Oh, my God. What else was found at the scene? The blood and skin of the perpetrators <laughs> in the bird's beak and claws. I was going to say. Yeah. Yep. He, he fucked them up. He really fucked yeah. them up. And DNA Take evidence. Take dead bird with you, you dummies. I know, but they're fucking stupid assholes. So DNA evidence led to the apprehension and conviction of Daniel Torres, a former disgruntled employee of Kevin's who was subsequent, subsequently convicted to a life sentence, and uh, his accomplice, whose name I didn't even include because it was not really that important. Um, quote, <laughs> th- I only care about bird. The, the <laughs> names of all the pets are going to be in here, but I don't really care about anybody else's names. Fair Quote, this bird spoke. He spoke to us, Prosecutor George West told jurors at the trial. We know this bird will attack anybody who is attacking his owner. And who did he attack? Daniel Torres. Fucking got it. It reminds me of that scene in Dumb and Dumber when the two (laughs) break in and cut off Petey's head. And then he sticks like a marble or something. And does he stick a marble in the top, tapes a marble to the top of his head and sells it to mm-hmm. the blind kid next door? Yeah. And Harry's like, I don't know. Harry's like, Petey didn't even have a head. And Lloyd's <laughs> like, Harry, I took care of it. 
<laughs> oh my god. So that fucking was, dumb. That was crazy word salad to me because I don't remember that uh, movie. So oh, if like you play that back, minutes. not oh, yeah. knowing the movie, that is the craziest sentence ever uttered. Harry. Yeah, I could see that. I Without context, that would really not make any sense. Harry. <laughs> I'm Googling but I'm here Harry. For it. I took care of it. We'll, we'll have stills on the drive. Great. <laughs> so now on to Sunny Hill Park in Hendon, North London, and just a tiny dabble of geography. Sunny Hill Park is just south of Mill Hill Park, super boring, north of Middlesex <laughs> University, east of Woodcock Park, and just south of the Arundine Open Space, which is now my all-time favorite thing to call a park. It's just now an open space. Open space. I'm yes, going to go take Callie to the open space. space. <laughs> People are going to be like, are you putting your dog down today? It's like, no. <laughs> Going to the city open space. Wide yeah. open spaces. The Tin Lizzie. <laughs> so on a nice day, it's utterly common to see a woman out for a stroll with her pet on a leash. Less common is when that pet is an African gray parrot. But hey, people are weird with their pets and the bonding between human and parrot certainly goes both ways. Mm-hmm. A parrot can be easily taken for a stroll if in a small special harness... And Rachel Mancino was taking onesie for such a jaunt. And yes, there is a photo of onesie in his little harness on the drive. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. He's extremely yes, yes, yes. precious. Wow, he is. His big blue elegant. eyes. Oh, wow. He's wow. so cute. Wow. Yeah, wow. and his blue harness matches his eyes. I love him. So, unbeknownst to Rachel, a violin teacher, shortly before she arrived in Sunny Hill Park or open space, a man had attacked, groped, and assaulted a woman in an... Excuse me, I'm burping because I'm drunk. In another park nearby and headed to Sunny Hill... (laughs) Another open space. And another open space. And headed to Sunny Hill on a collision course with her and onesie. Onesie was enjoying his walk (laughs) aboard Rachel's shoulder when the unknown assailant approached... Emboldened by his successful attack nearby, he escalated his M.O. Waiting until she was alone, or so he thought, he began to bum-rush Rachel Mancino. From her statement, quote, I saw a man in my peripheral vision walking fast behind me. I didn't think Mm. anything of it. I fucking hate that feeling of, like, knowing someone's catching up to you behind you. It is so spine-tingling. I have no more fucks to give. I I am that person that will whip around and stare and just at them screaming. or like scream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I have been accosted and molested and mm-hmm. followed and Enough almost times attacked too many to fucking not take times. It anymore. Yeah, and it's like no. If you put the hair up on the back of my neck, like I'm mm-hmm. fucking, I'm gonna turn it around and go for you, motherfucker. Like back yeah. the fuck off. It's not good. Um, I've also had two-thirds of a bottle of wine. Also, get a parrot. (laughs) Don't just do this for you. Get a carrot. So she says, I didn't think anything of it, but onesie changed direction on my shoulder to face him. I said, it's okay, onesie, don't worry. Because she's in England. But then the man jumped on me, grabbed me around the neck, and started pushing me down. I thought instinctively that he was trying to steal my parrot. But then I realized he was targeting me. Not onesie. Spare onesie. I thought instinctively that he was trying to steal my parrot. No. He's not. Statistically speaking, no. No. 
I guarantee he's not. So the assailant tackled Rachel Mancino to the ground in an attempted sexual assault, but was quickly confronted by a screeching, pissed off African gray parrot as onesie launched at his face and began began attacking the man. The 12 ounce animals attack was so vicious. The man was driven off and we can only hope died from his parrot wounds sometime (laughs) later. The staircase, new theory, not an owl. It was a parrot. (laughs) If only the attacker had been killed and not the victim. I know. Wouldn't that have been great? Well, Rachel didn't get killed. Thank God. Oh, you mean in the staircase? Yeah. In the staircase. Yeah. Um, Rachel Mancino had paid about a thousand dollars for onesie eight months before the assault and I think we can all agree worth every pound. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And lastly we are venturing to Sand Lake, Michigan and we're going to visit the strange tale of Bud the Parent which I couldn't believe this is actually fucking real. Parrot. Oh. Uh, But it was this is real. This happened. So (laughs) Martin Durham and his wife Glenna Durham were found shot in their Sand Lake home in Michigan. Martin had been shot five times and was pronounced dead at the scene. Glenna had been shot once in the head, but survived. Martin Mm. Durham and his wife had been suffering financial woes, marital marital strife, and other hardships. And the attack by a then unknown assailant was a bad end to a bad year. Yeah, pretty bad end. Pretty rough. Martin (laughs) Durham's ex-wife, so Martin, the husband who died... Had been previously married, and his ex-wife Christine Keller took possession of some of his things that his current wife Glenna didn't want, as she recovered from her fucking gunshot wound to the head. Most notably, mm-hmm. Martin's African gray parrot Bud. <gasps> The family was distraught at the loss of Martin and Christine, the ex-wife, mourned a man that she still saw as a friend and decided to care for the parrot. Until okay. one day, when the parrot is at her house, she heard the parrot say. Don't fucking shoot. Uh Christine was shocked and mortified as over the next week, the bird began repeating segments of a profanity laced quarrel between a distinctly male and female voice because the parrot can mimic the different sounds of the voices. Oh my God. Oh my God. This was the parrot later. Yeah. The parrot was like traumatized and was yeah. like working through it. Literally, the parrot was becoming like more comfortable in its new environment and then it would start talking again and the things that it was saying were from the argument from the night before this poor parrot's like entire life changed. <laughs> no. Yeah. I know. I know. It's so horrible and so amazing. It's amazing. So key phrases from uh from Bud were get out in a male voice and where will I go in a more feminine tone, indicating that Martin may have been threatening to throw Glenna out or the two may have been discussing possible foreclosure on their house, followed by the chilling, don't fucking shoot. This is horrifying. I can't believe It's so horrifying. And this poor woman, okay, the woman who is hearing all this from the bird is the ex-wife of the dead guy. Right. And now mm-hmm. she's hearing the bird like retell the crime scene over and over in again in her home voices. in different voices. It's like a Ew. fucking Greek 
tragedy. Sick. So it is like a it's Greek fucking, tragedy. It's fucking Shakespearean. <laughs> yeah. I can't. So Christine Keller publicly stated, quote, I believe with all my heart that those are the last words of Marty. I recognize two different voices screaming and yelling, and it always ends with don't fucking shoot. Oh, Glenna God. Durham was 49 at the time of her conviction for the murder of her husband. Yeah, the gunshot Glenna. wound to her head is now believed to be a suicide attempt after the murder of her husband. Bud did not testify in court because he is a parrot. But <laughs> his statements in led way, police... he did. He did kind of, because yeah. his statements led police to re-examine the scene and uh, garnered justice for his owner. So now... I don't have video footage of these African gray parrots or of Bud the African gray parrot, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to give you an idea of how well these birds speak. Mm -hmm. So I've included a video of of an amazing African gray parrot. I am now following her on uh, YouTube. Her name is Petra. (laughs) And Petra has her own Alexa. Oh, and this video is Petra using Alexa. So please open oh. it and I will play this on the episode. Also, just know that there's a little sign in Alexa, in Petra's cage that says dog people and cat people don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. But the one thing they can agree on is there's nobody weirder than bird people. Yeah. Alexa, all life off. Okay. I like a nine. What is? Oh my God. I love you. Bye-bye. I love you. Bye-bye. Alexa, all lights on. The bird just okay. turned the lights on using Alexa. <gasps> this is so eerie. Alexa, all lights on. Oh my god. Yeah, Sorry. that's the bird speaking to Alexa and Alexa bird. repeating it back. Alexa, all lights off. Oh my Alexa, god. Alexa, all lights off. Yeah. So yeah, it's like. Wait, I just want to keep intense. watching. I'm so into it. <laughs> what the fuck? Alexa? Tell me about Alexa. Tell me about Alexa. Alexa is a female form of Alexander and is sometimes also a short form of Alexander, <laughs> both of which come from the Greek, Alexandros, which can be translated as defender of man. As for me, I'm named for the Library of Alexandria, which stored the knowledge of the ancient world. Good girl. Good girl. It's just a good girl. Yeah, the parents scratch, scratch. Yep, and then she goes scratch, 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 scratch when she wants scratches. It's so cute. (gasps) It's so creepy, and I kind of want it. So, like, basically, dinosaurs could talk is what we're learning. I like a guy. Hmm. I don't know that. Oh. Oh, Alexa going, hmm. I don't (laughs) know that. Stop. It's the smartest freaking thing ever. And there's another really funny video where Petra poops and then looks at her poop and goes, good girl. (laughs) (laughs) My YouTube just, YouTube just automatically started playing another video and it's Max, which is another type of bird. I don't know. Calling me bad names again. Yes. (laughs) I watched that one too. That's not a a parrot though. That's another cockatoo. Okay, but, but it yeah, calls I think, them bad names. 
Yeah, it's good. So I'll wrap uh, this up so you can go watch that because okay. it's yeah, so I good. Have a, I have a African gray parrot hole to go down. Yeah, I love it. So in summation, parrots are amazing and terrifying. Save the rainforests. I love Petra. Mm-hmm. I love Bird. I love Onesie. Girl. And I love Bud. <laughs> scratch, scratch, scratch. Scratch, 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 scratch. Good girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well done. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had so much fun with this and took shallow dives into so many cases I have to dive deeper into later. I love it. Absolutely. The French I know. monkey. The French oh. monkey. Holy fuck. Yeah. <sighs> so good. <sighs> Alexa, All right. special thanks this week. Oh, that would be amazing <laughs> if Alexa could just do special thanks for us. That'd be so good. I don't think Alexa's strong point is puns. No. (laughs) Well, scratch, scratch, scratch this week to fan picker (laughs) Tyler Gausvik. Good job, Tyler. Good job. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you also, Jenny Murdoch. Mm, Murdoch, she wrote. Oh, nice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you to Tanoose on the Loose. The goose is loose. Tanoose on the Loose. (laughs) I don't know what it means, but I love it. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Kathy Warham. You keep us warm at night with your $5 a month donation. Love it. Thank you also, Anatomic. 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 Oh, there we go. Anatomic. Anatomic. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. Got it. Uh, I get it now. You, sm- <laughs> you, you just blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wily minx. <laughs> oh, it's me. Uh, thank you to Mackenzie. You need no additional names because... Mm-hmm. You're the McKee's knees, Ben <laughs> McKenzie. <laughs> okay. I think I just had a stroke. I think you did. <laughs> Speaking of words, salad. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry Salisbury. Ooh, like a Salisbury Show me the money, Jerry. Yeah, and you are delectable like a Salisbury steak. Thank yum, you, yum, Jerry. Yum, 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 yum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Rosalie Osberg. I uh, want to play Ring Around the Rosalie with you because you sound like a bunch of fun. Mm-hmm. As to you, Michelle Rowe, thank you for row, row, rowing your boat over to the bank to withdraw $5 a month to put in our Patreon account. Let's relate all of this to nursery rhymes. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Krista Rayner. Come rain or shine, we Ooh. will always love you. <laughs> Making it rain over here. Now I you rain are- me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Okay. I'm doing the nursery rhyme thing. Oh, okay. Thank That's you. That's from the Bible. Whatever. No, it's not from the Bible. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Read you- the Bible. You grew up Wiccan. <laughs> I know. I got nothing. She's got nothing. Thank you, Matthew Naring Voyeur. Mm. I'm feeling voyeuristic watching how great you are, Matthew. Oh, no. <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> uh, thank you, Alyssa Brantley. 
Brantley Cooper called and he says <laughs> he wants to be all of our boyfriend now. He says, where's the, where the fuck is my Oscar for directing? <laughs> they don't grow on trees. Oh. Brantley. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mariah Castillo uh, donating $5 a month. And Mariah would like to shout out their BFF, Alexis Sanchez. And they mm. say, quote, I put her onto your podcast when we were at your Houston live show. And, oh. and they were at our Houston live show. Yes. And thank you, Mariah and Alexis. Alexa. Mm. Thank Mariah. You and Mariah <laughs> go back like babies and pacifiers. <laughs> Gateway gals. Nailed it. Nailed it. Thank you, so Caitlin Cottrell. Cottrell. Kim Cottrell. Kim Cottrell, thank you. Yes. Here, this cocktail is to you. Make and me want a thank you to Taco Cat, <gasps> which... I there's a there's a, a food truck oh. called Taco Cat here in Minneapolis. So I love tacos and I love cats. And thank you, Taco Cat. And palindromes. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Isabel S., who increased their donation from one dollar to five dollars a month. You can always increase your donation at any time. Love it. Uh, thank you, Isabel. You is a, <laughs> a bell. bell. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> thank, yep. thank you, got Chris, there. Christine <laughs> Chapman, who also increased their pledge from 3 to $5 a month. You know what that'll get us? A whole bunch of chapstick. Oh. Oh. And some yeah. you are pomegranate birds bees. Thank you, Christine. Mm-hmm. You are pristine, Christine. Yes. Indeed. And thank you, Steph Robinson. You're kicking off the $10 a month tier, and you're going to be getting a flexible fucking patriarchy wine glass in the mail. Put it in your mouth, not in your dishwasher. And mm-hmm. Steph Robinson, <laughs> it feels like we're robbing you blind with this generosity. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mrs. Robinson. Yes, and here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> Also, thank you to Nora Inman. 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 Read, uh, what's it called? Cold Mountain. Cold Mountain. Cold Mountain. Cold Mountain. Or just watch you. it because Jude Law. I'll marry you. I'll marry you. I'll marry you. I Nora you. I Nora you. I Nora you, Nora Inman. <laughs> it is Nicole Kidman's like greatest performance, and Jude Law is so hot. He's and Jack White's so in that movie. So, so hot. hot. Jack White it has is everything. not in nearly enough scenes in that movie. He's not. But also, the music is so good. If you're good. a fan of reading books, read the book because the book is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know who else? If you is? know how to read. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you Love know it. who else is phenomenal? Ariana mm. Nelson Klug. Klug. Klug a lug. Klug a lug. Ariana, you're, you're so grande with your mm. $10 a month. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Laurel. You clearly appreciate the simple things in life, Laurel, because you don't need any other names. So I'm... You're a victor with your crown of Laurel. Laurel, you sound like a hearty person. 
Thank you, Jessica Achavin Rubin. Mm. I got nothing. I <laughs> don't rub it in. There we go. <laughs> we yeah. get it. You're extremely generous. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer Griffin. Uh, Gryffindor. We don't need to do any Griffin this month because you got yeah. you giving us ten bucks a month. Thank you so much. Mm. Thank you for Katie Reagan. Clearly, you are well versed in Reaganomics to be able to afford to set aside ten dollars a month for us each month. Trickle it down. Let, trickle let, it down. Trickle it down. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my turn. Thank you, Emily Jean. You are kicking off our trash queen or king or neither or both category and. Um, Emily Jean is not my lover. Mm. I love Emily Jean. I love Emily Jean. Nice. Yep. That's a that's a song. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Thank you, Shanlyn Bias. You're not mm. biased because you want to shout out your sister, Brianna, who is also a Patreon supporter for being Aww. her gateway gal. I love mm. it. Nice. Thank you, Shanlyn and Brianna. Gal. Thank you, Brianna. Thank you, Shanlyn. And Stephanie L. Chapertia. Ooh. You, per- you sure are Chapertia, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Oh. And you're going to be getting some dusty trash in the mail very soon. Trash. As it will, is trash. <laughs> as will Gail Holmes. Your trash will be coming straight from Lucy's Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> <Hole>. Thank you. <laughs> oh. In my mm. hole. <laughs> we haven't listened Very to that clean. recently enough. You're right. We haven't listened to Gilbert O'Sullivan's In My Hole in a long time. We listened to it on tour like 50 times. A day. A day. A day. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh my God! In my home, very clean. Show Hollywood style. Oh, there we go. Hollywood style. All right, go ahead, Kenyon. Nope, my turn. I just thank you. Go ahead, Lucy. Sarah Keller. Yeah, you're more trustworthy than old Geller, Sarah Keller. Go Keller it on the mountain, (laughs) over the the hills hills and and everywhere. everywhere. Okay. Okay. All right. We did it. It's your turn. Is it my turn? Yes. Oh, Nicole Travis. Hello. (laughs) You're giving us $25 a month, Nicole Travis. (laughs) And that means you get to pick a case and or topic and or wine and or all three, assuming we can acquire these items. And we need you to get all up in our inbox for your fan picker, Nicole Travis. Thank you for ravaging us with your generosity. Travaging. (laughs) (laughs) We're drunk. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Jax Fox, also giving it $25 a month. I think they have already sent in their fan pick. Noise. Um, So you are the Bax Jax. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Like a fox. Yeah, Wiley. I go berserk. Okay. okay. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <Bye-bye. laughs> <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Most importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! How many of you know the name Linda Goff or Sarah Marslin? I bet you will have heard of their murderers, though. Fred West and Harold Shipman. Hi everybody, this is Steve, the host of True Crime Fix, the podcast which gives the story whilst giving the victim the loudest voice of them all. So far we've covered cases such as Coletta Ram, Kitty Genovese, Jackie Paul, JC Sawyer and Molly McLaren. I'll be releasing new episodes every other Friday via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify and all other available stations. So please come over and subscribe and give my podcast a listen. I really hope that you find these episodes informative. If you would like further information, please follow me on Twitter at True Crime Fix Pod or find me on Facebook, True Crime Fix Podcast. And remember, stay safe, look after each other and live life to the fullest because you never know who or what might be coming around the next corner. Take care, everyone. <laughs>